Sure, it's a nonstop uh, work weeks, but it's uh, also, uh, according to some anyways, uh, nonstop parties and a great time being a, a chef or working in a, a kitchen or a restaurant. A lot of people think that's the fun part, the glamour part of the uh, food and restaurant business. But not so, according to our next guest, Chef Joel Brown of uh, Gusto 54 Catering is uh, here to tell us and talk about uh, his experience and why he's uh, kind of uh, sounding alarm bells, if you will, for those that are entering the uh, restaurant business. And he's talking about some of the dangers and trappings thereof. And Chef Joel Brown joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Chef, good afternoon. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for uh, coming in. Uh, no, your story, I think, is obviously very reminiscent, I know, to me and to a lot of folks of uh, Anthony Bourdain, of course, the late uh, Anthony Bourdain and uh, Kitchen Confidential, where it's uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they're addicted to the Food Network now and are watching what's going on and think that this is just like a, a rock and roll, glamour, nonstop party in the kitchen. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Bourdain was a huge loss for all of us in the kitchen. I think a lot of people started to kind of, realize something was very wrong and kind of like endemic to the industry where, mm-hmm. you know, you have a really busy service or you have a really um, crazy events and you just want to go and blow off some steam. Right. And so, you know, the bars open until 2 a.m. The after hours are kind of open all nights. So those are the places you go. Right. And was that the way it was for you early in your uh, career? Uh, pretty much from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, uh, I started working in a dish pit when I was about 15 or 16. Uh, and I'd be working till one, two in the morning and, you know, uh, one of the bartenders would probably toss me a couple of beers and that's kind of where it all began. And then when I started working on the line in, um, Montreal, it was nonstop. We had sangrias in our low boy coolers, uh, and we'd be, you know, starting the party around, you know, six or 7 PM and going all night. Yeah. And for a while, was it kind of that, uh, wild rock and roll kind of trip and uh, lifestyle? It was, it was, and it wasn't, uh, looking back in retrospect, like we were just a bunch of young people behaving, you know, pretty badly and treating ourselves badly. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a super, super adrenaline fueled, super booze fueled, uh, time. Mm -hmm. Was there a kind of an instance or an aha moment when you realized, uh, this is a little too much, uh, what am I doing, uh, to myself, uh, to my career? Um, well, I kind of, I, I had a burnout moment. Like this happens to a lot of chefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working for a pretty high end restaurant downtown, uh, a place called Scarpetta and our restaurant had closed. And so I wanted to take some time away from the kitchen. So I went to go work out West in forestry in British Columbia. And while I was working out there, um, I noticed, uh, some kind of pain in my lymph nodes. I went to go get it checked out and I was soon diagnosed with cancer. So that was the that was the big aha moment, you know. Like that's mm-hmm. when I realized, like, okay, I gotta pump the brakes here, take a take a deep breath, and I have to deal with this. And then when I am done, you know, fighting this, uh, I got another fight. So right, and uh, I think you know anyone who has uh, that sort of diagnosis, it's a real time, uh, you know, to to sit back and reflect, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you think a lot uh, about your life in its entirety because you're. You're on the brink, right? You're you're close to the edge of of death when they give you something like that, and um, then yeah, you just gotta fight and push through. 
Mm-hmm. But what is your message then uh, in the book and for others uh, when it comes to the restaurant uh, business and its trappings? Because uh, I imagine looking very much from the outside in as nothing more than uh, a patron of many restaurants is that, uh, you know, it's a uh, high paced and it's high pressure, right? I mean, right. to deliver a, a great product and a great dish just uh, not only night after night, but just every meal, meal after meal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single plate counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're only as good as your first and your last plate. I think we try to, in, in our kitchen, um, at Gusto, especially in our, like, in our catering commissary department, we have like a really big open door policy. And I know this is the same in all of our restaurants. Um, if you're able to to reach out and to talk to somebody, like if you're having a hard day, if you're going through something, you can reach out to your your fellow colleagues. And as a leader, it's like one of our like family values. Like you have to choose to be a leader. Um, you want to inspire others and and lead by example. Uh, and that includes talking to them when, when they're having a moment. Mm-hmm. And I think in other kitchens too, like if you notice any of if you're a chef and you notice any of your cooks are going through a rough time, like you know, go check out what's going on. See what you can do to help. Yeah, is, is the kitchen culture, is it changing though? Because uh, it would seem to me uh, that would be seen, at least maybe in the past, as a sign of weakness maybe. Like, it's like, oh, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No such thing as a sick day, right? Like, yeah. that was, that's definitely changing, especially especially in our company. We just got uh, nominated, or sorry, we just, just won an award for one of the best managed companies for that reason. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, and... I th- I think that we're you know uh, we're at least trying to to help each other out, and I definitely hear those conversations, especially with other chefs at other restaurants. Like, um, I saw for ex- uh, for example, like Piano Piano, they had a group uh, yoga sesh the other week, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Just having like ways to kind of bond as a team and decompress in a way that doesn't involve going out and partying, because yeah. that's basically how it used to be all the time. But I think now you see a lot more chefs, like even the guys from from Joe Beef, like uh, Matty Matheson, one of one of mm-hmm. my old chefs, like great guy. <laughs> part, oh yeah, yeah amazing yeah. dude. Uh, they're all coming out and saying like, "Hey, it's you got a problem. It's okay to own up to it. It's not a sign of weakness. It's definitely a sign of huge strength." Yeah. Do you think part of the problem is that one of the attractions to the business is maybe that perception of a party lifestyle that, uh, you know, enjoy being at a bar, going to a bar, going to a restaurant. So why wouldn't I enjoy working there? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can definitely I can see that it's, um, you know, kind of like a like a rock and roll pirate lifestyle. Right. And that's what attracts a lot of people to the to the game of cooking. But I wasn't very good with electric guitar, but I'm great with a knife. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I am definitely, <laughs> and I've met a few younger cooks recently who are, they're just like more in tune. Um, they're researching more at home. Like they're, they're treating it like a real profession. So I think that change is happening, especially with the younger cooks in the game. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, uh, well, we both mentioned Bourdain uh, off the top and mm-hmm. uh, with you, what, what a tremendous uh, loss is not only a, yeah, a chef and a cook, uh, but just as a storyteller and really mm-hmm. kind of a humanitarian. But uh, that, that was something that Bourdain uh, really uh, talked about and, and preached. He, he was kind of the forebearer in a lot of ways of this, right? About uh, the rock and roll lifestyle, the kitchen. And uh, I know he was very anti-celebrity uh, chef as well. Didn't like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, well... I feel like, you know, towards the end, like, um, he definitely, like, he changed, like, in a lot of big ways. And he admitted, like, uh, I mean, to the, the 
vast public that he had his own demons that he was wrestling with. And I think like being that kind of inspiration, like even to even to me when I was kind of going through those first few months of uh, sobriety, I was like, okay, well, Bourdain's like the toughest chef that you know I've ever heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's able to admit, you know, to everybody else's peers that you know he's he has issues, he has demons that he's dealing with, like that's that's an inspiration for you know anybody, right? Yeah. Just finally, uh, how tough is it uh, when you talk about uh, sobriety uh, when you're in this business when you you've you know, got, got to recover and you're, you're around it all the time. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's kind of, I think it, for, for me, it's not as hard as it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like saying, you know, no to my, basically my friends at work, like, you know, I can't really go out for a drink because if I, you know, go to the bar with you, I'm really not going to have a good time. That kind of shifted for me after about a year. I just kind of built up the courage to start going out and, you know, I'm drinking the champagne and water, San Pellegrino every night, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, is it a kind of a commitment that you want to be the best that you can be? If I mean, if you're really committed to your craft, right? That right. Uh, you don't want to be hungover, you don't want to be feeling like crap every day and coming into work and just the cycle repeating itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's like that's essentially you know what happened to me, right? Um, and coming into work with a clear head and you know like clear eyes every day, like that's. You, you need to be that way if you want to be the best and if you want to if you want to strive to be the best as well yeah chef joel brown uh pleasure meeting you thanks for uh, coming in uh, this afternoon uh, really eye-opening and i think an important message and uh, appreciate the time thanks so much of course thanks so much for having me